Under the Bridge, the podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Under the Bridge, the podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode. My name is Nelson Latif. Our guest today is Demi Zaleskova, an artist who specializes in portrait photography, video production, and she's a dancer. Thanks so much for coming through, Demi. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me, Nelson. I'm happy to be here. Super stoked. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey as an artist? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll, I'll, I, I don't even know where to start, I guess. Um, I guess it started uh, at the age of three. I began dancing. So I was classically trained in ballet through my childhood um, and I took lessons till I was about 16, kind of around that age. And then later in high school, I uh, continued taking other forms of dance through um, my courses at, at the school and continued dancing. So I've been dancing for about 20 years. And um, around the time, like at the end of high school, kind of after I graduated, I started really enjoying photography um, taking portraits, doing modeling, that kind of thing. And then slowly but surely tried to move that into the video world yeah. and trying to mix that kind of with music and all that good stuff now. So, Hey, good stuff. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I understand that your passion is to create art that invokes emotion and captures the human experience, which is dope. Um, what would you say is the most meaningful lesson you've taken from all these experiences so far? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think at the end of the day, art has such a profound impact when you're creating with other people. Um, and so for me, the the whole human experience really is where I think my creativity side starts to shine, just collaborating with other people, whether they're musicians or dancers or um, really whatever, it's just kind of all about the the human connection, I think is, I, I don't know, I don't know, it's a hard question to answer in a way, because I could get like so deep into the, into the philosophy behind it, but. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah, it's more just about like, I, I just like creating with people, and I love um, a collaborative community, so. Absolutely, great stuff. I, I like that. I'm, I'm, I know you, you'll definitely um, collaborate with uh, artists and stuff, and um Funny enough, the first time I met you was in September last year, right? Um, was at the hour, and um, I was sitting next to someone. I remember I was enjoying myself, having a great time at this event, and someone was so excited to introduce you to me, like, hey, this is Demi. I want you to meet Demi. <laughs> she put all this together. Um, it, was a f it was such a fun night, dope event. Uh, I know it was about a feature film, um, but I can't remember the title. Uh, can you tell us more about the film? Yeah, yeah. So that whole event we put on at the Owl um, was for a project that I was working on and that I produced. Um, it's called The Art of Windy City. So it was a two-part documentary funded and supported by TELUS Story Hive. Um, so TELUS kind of has a, a filmmaking funding program in Alberta and B.C., uh, and they do different editions every year, different projects. And so it was my first grant that I received um, and was rewarded or I was awarded with um, funding, mentorship and distribution on TELUS Optic TV. So basically the project was to produce a documentary that's locally reflective and um, kind of like highlighting small community stories and 
etc. So I chose to do mine on the art community here in Lethbridge. And I collaborated with an amazing team. We had um, dancers, filmmakers, a couple musicians, um, a stencil artist, visual artists, and we all came together just to kind of it was it was really to show um, a little bit about the community, maybe people who didn't who hadn't been featured or who had been featured and then kind of came back together as a community this time. So that was cool. Um, some of them had worked together previously and then some of them were independent artists, but um, we ended up filming kind of a behind the scenes creator talk that we interviewed people asking them about you know, what they think of the art climate here in the city and the community. Um, and then the second part was filmed at the Owl that night. So oh, great. Yeah. So everybody, like all the musicians got to perform. Um, and then that kind of made its way into the second half of the documentary, both which are going to come out on uh, Telesoptic TV in the fall. So great stuff. But the first part is out, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think they both come out in October. Oh. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. October 17th is the date I've been told. Um, but yeah, it comes out on Telesoptic TV um, and like maybe on the StoryHive website or YouTube. I'll probably do another little film premiere later. Um, Great stuff. Yeah, so. i definitely come through. Yeah. And I believe you also have a um, an upcoming documentary uh, called yeah. Kitsunoki. Yeah. Right. Uh, what is the meaning of the of Kitsunoki and what inspired the idea uh, of this Documentary. Yeah, so Kitsunuki is a um, Blackfoot word that means you see me. And uh, this project is also funded by Tell a Story Hive. It's a similar program to the one that I did for the Art of Windy City, um, but it's specific to Indigenous storytellers in Alberta and BC. And so my good friend Jerry, um, he worked on my documentary with me, and he was really kind of like my right hand man at some points there. Um, and I, he kind of always talked about wanting to get into video production. And so surely enough, he ended up applying for a grant and, um, yeah, they chose his project. So that's been a wild ride because it was super cool doing my first documentary. And then it led straight into fueling somebody else's project yeah. and helping. Um, I've been honored and, um, super grateful to help Jerry along the way and, you know, we've really helped each other navigate this, this is whole like project. This like a effort between you and Jerry? Yeah, so he he's the project lead, um, and then he's like essentially like the producer. Um, but he hired me to help direct and film, um, and then we're going to edit, and anim and he's going to animate it. Um, wow. So it's going to include some animation too. That's dope. But yeah, Kitsunuki is all about the indigenous hip-hop scene in um, southern Alberta. So he's a rapper himself. Um, and with his cousin and some of his friends, they... What, what is his um, stage name? <laughs> um, well, it kind of goes by Jerry Jack, I guess. Okay. Um, but him and his cousin Keegan, they produce um, music under the name True Apostles. Okay. So you can check them out on Spotify. They also collaborate with somebody named Javier Escuela, um, who's a big uh, rapper in the city as well. He used to go by El Rev. Yeah, I think I, I saw him. He walked out a, a fight at the... Um... Ground being the K65, the yeah. main event. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, so they've been, like, really big, um, you know, like, um, pioneers oh, in, yeah, in the hip-hop scene here in the city. So I'm honored to work with them. I love hip-hop music, and so I've been able to learn with them 
through the last few years, just kind of collaborating and working together. And now we get to help each other through film and video too. So it's super cool. That's dope. Great stuff. Thank you. Um, when when can we expect the documentary to come out and how can people watch it? So yeah, The Art of Windy City is going to come out in October uh, 2023 and it'll be on TELUS platforms. And then I'll probably share it on my own personal YouTube page. Um, the Kitsunuki documentary comes out, I believe, in like summer 2024. So we've got a while to go. We just finished um, principal photography uh, last month. And so now we're into post-production for that and focusing on editing and animating for the next few months. We'll start promoting it kind of slowly but surely. Hopefully we can actually tour uh, my my dream for Kitsunuki and I, Jerry and I have talked about this, but is taking it to other places um, for other people to see. With the project, we actually got to go out to um, the Pikani Nation School okay. and work with children and students on the reserve. So we would love to be able to like bring that film to premiere yeah. in other locations, kind of around Alberta. So hopefully, it'll be at a few movie theaters, kind of screening somewhere. Yeah. But movie festivals, premiere stuff, oh, yeah. great stuff. I'm looking great. forward to that. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any other projects in the pipeline besides the actual documentary? Yeah, so many. Thankfully, I have been kept very busy this summer. Um, so doing a lot of film and video work myself. But um, my best friend and I, uh, her name is Sedona, we're going to start a cooking show pretty soon. What? So <laughs> that's kind of like the next big thing that's uh, coming up in the works right away. So it's another Tell a Story Hive project as well, um, but it's an episodic s story telling series. Um, I think we're going to do about like eight or ten episodes of a, a musical cooking show called Sound Bites. So you guys can keep your eyes out for that. Um, and then, yeah, always trying to work hard and kind of do a couple other projects on the side. I'm sure there'll be more things along well, the way. That's interesting, really. Uh, I know you're very passionate about dance, right? You are. Um, I want to talk to you about dance, mm -hmm. really. Uh, how do you incorporate your background in photography and video production into capturing the essence of dance performance? So I, I think like the way I started to understand the world was through dance and through movement. And that was always a way for me to get my emotions out. Um, and then, you know, I think it goes back to just being a kid and like making silly videos with my friends in my basement to like Taylor Swift music videos or whatever. Right. And then that it, it when I learned really what goes in behind production and video and realizing just like how technical and creative and collaborative it comes to be, that's when I really wanted to learn to like how to be on set and like I love performing, but I also love being behind the camera and learning kind of about how to make an image come to life for other people to see. So it's always been a dream of mine to be able to produce dance and music videos. And so working really hard kind of in learning both the technical aspect, but also the performative elements that you need to bring that together. Good stuff. And I, I saw you performed at uh, at the Bounds and Cadence Symposium, right? And the name of your performance is called Noise is Normal. I like that. Uh, can you tell us more about that, Noise is Normal? Yeah, I could talk about this for hours. Like, this is probably one of my favorite things I've done 
uh, in my university career thus far. Um, Bounce and Cadence Symposium, we were welcome to perform that piece. And that was actually my second time performing that piece. Um, it was a, an original performance that was uh, created for a class taught at the university in the previous semester. Um, the class was called The Aesthetics of Noise and is taught by Mary Masaryk, who is a very talented audio engineer, and she's a Grammy-nominated artist from Chicago. Wow. Um, so they brought her to the university, and she's kind of, I think her dissertation is just kind of being published, but a lot of her work is all about this study and philosophy of noise and, like, what what makes music sound good versus bad, like, just really some philosophical yeah. kind of discussion about it. Um, but the aim of the end of the class was to produce some original noise work, whether that was a performance or an installation or a composition. Um, and it was such a small class, there was only about five or six of us. So um, a couple of the classmates and I decided to team up and put on basically like a little noise concert. Yeah. Um, so we held a performance in the recital hall and I worked with um, a very talented individual who just graduated from uh, the digital audio arts program. His name's Chris Bernhardt. He's a very talented jazz pianist, musician, um, and technician. So I was really grateful to, you know, be able to collaborate with him. And he got to handle a lot of the audio side. Um, and then I really got to focus on bringing that sound to life on yeah. stage through performance and dancing. It was a nine-minute dance piece. Um, and it's just kind of this supposed to be the sonic environment that we wanted to capture uh, and then we rendered it down into a 360 video afterwards too so that was super cool to again merge video and dance and everything together and then yeah we were welcome to perform back at Bounce and Cadence and that was such an awesome opportunity um, hearing about all the different digital arts research going on at the university learning from some really talented people and uh, furthermore being um being, you know, like recognized amongst yeah. some really talented um, individuals. We won second place at Bells oh, and Cadence. Nice. <laughs> so had to plug that a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. It was, I love that. Like I could talk about noise forever now. Wow. <laughs> like it's so interesting to me, especially after taking that class with Mary. It really taught me a lot about like, you know, what sound and music and, and art really means mm. and just questioning the meaning behind things. So. Absolutely. It's really a different way to look at it, really. Noise is normal. That is ticks. Thank you. Um, do you have a specific dance style? Um, yeah. So, I, like, I, I don't, I guess I would say, I guess I would say I'm, like, a contemporary dancer. Um, people are always like, oh, I don't, I don't know really what that means. And I don't know either. Like, contemporary is a mix of everything, right? It's, it's cool. I definitely have training in the contemporary world, modern and coming from a very strong ballet background that really um, has stuck with me. I've tried to explore other styles like hip hop and break dance, um, which I really enjoy as well. So I don't have like a specific style, but I guess I, I'd say maybe contemporary. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I saw on your website, you have your home philosophy for your photography, which I really like. And you said um, the goal is to paint this world in as many beautiful colors that you possibly can. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, please tell us um, why many beautiful colors. 
Yeah, first off, I have to say, like, I respect you for doing the research. And, like, I didn't know people were reading my website. So it's kind of it's kind of funny. I love it. Um, yeah, I I think, like, I've always been very interested in color, color theory, I guess, like art, painting, um, mixing paints and colors and all of that. And then when I started getting into more digital photography and production, that's when I started to realize, you know, like what you can do with different lighting techniques and color editing or color grading. Um, and I think for myself, I see, I hope at least I have a goal of um, becoming a colorist or um, like a post-production, somebody in, who's involved in post-production. So that's taught me a lot about just the way that you capture images and the way that you can edit them. Um, I like to really pull out the vibrant colors, very neon, dark contrast. So I let that speak into my photography and some of the video work that I do. Yeah, it's good to know that you are almost like a jack of all trades. Because <laughs> uh, I, I thought you were very specific with, with, with your heart. Like when you, like for instance, when you um, uh, portrait photography, and I was going to ask you what actually drew you into that specific art form. But I see you, you know, you, you managed to incorporate um, different style into what you do, which is great. But I still want to ask you, uh, as a portrait photographer, what drew you to that specific art form? Ooh, um, yeah, that's a good question. I think it was always just like, for me, I it kind of goes back to being a young kid too. Like I just started taking pictures of my friends and then I would put makeup on them and we would do like really cool creative like renditions of Alice in Wonderland like I don't know it would just be like it's kind of fun to imagine yourself in um, like a character role and I was never really an actor but I thought like modeling is always kind of like acting so I really like to you know try and capture different emotions or vibes or themes through photography and I thought like people just I kind of the same way that you reached out to me to come on the podcast. That's how I just got my start in photography was just like, hey, you want to be a model? Like, I just want to practice. And yeah. People were always a, a new fun challenge because it, it took not only like knowing the the theory and the technique behind making somebody look good or capturing their essence. It also, yeah, like making somebody feel comfortable and confident. And so that was kind of, I think, always such a meaningful experience for me to just work with portraits um, and take pictures of people. Yeah, making them feel confident. I like that. Yeah. Uh, which projects has been the most challenging of your career so far? I think the most challenging project that I've done thus far was my first documentary, The Art of Windy City. Um, that project was like my first ever big time grant that I received um, with also having funding, uh, mentorship, and then distribution attached along with that too. So, you know, having to produce for broadcast standard is unlike anything else I had done before. So that taught me a lot about the industry and just like what you have to do to get into filmmaking. Thankfully, I had a really like solid group of people around me supporting me. Um, my friends have been amazing and everybody I reached out to was super um, interested to collaborate and so I always felt the support of the city um, to keep going but there was definitely challenges um, I myself struggled to ask for help so I was like 
I'm like, I want to, yeah, right? I want to produce. I want to direct. I want to edit. I want to star. I want to color grade. I want to sound engineer. Like, I tried to... All by myself. All by myself. And and going back, you know, to being a, a jack-of-all-trades, it's not that I, I don't like the saying, like, I'm a master of none, but I realized very quickly where my strengths were in that project and yeah. maybe where I should have asked for help or leaned on my team a bit more. But overall, like, it was such a rewarding experience and... I take it with so much knowledge, uh, or not knowledge, pride. Yeah. Um, and then I was able to take kind of everything I learned uh, and transfer it into another project right away working with Jerry. So that was a cool happenstance. Awesome. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, and I'm probably going to impress you a little bit more again now because I read something on your blog, <laughs> from, the, <laughs> from a blog you wrote. Uh, you said uh, a common problem in this community, Ledbridge, um, a lot of artists feel as though there is uh, enough, there isn't enough reason for them to stay uh, for the advancement of their careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Jared here from Roval. I'm not sure if you know him. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I saw the episode. Yeah. Yeah, and he shared exactly the same sentiments. Right. So I want to ask you, um, what do you think the city can do better to help and support artists like yourself? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good question. It's a hard one to answer. And, and, and so when I mean the city, I'm not talking about the government. Government, I mean uh-huh. the city, the people, everybody involved. Mm. Really. Okay. Yeah, I mean Lethbridge has a really, I think, tight knit community. Like um, the downtown core is is a great place to kind of be involved with. You know, Casa, the Owl. There's all these kind of little hubs yeah. around. Um, but. I think it definitely takes people being willing to come out and support and even just put yourself out there. Um, I understand even myself, I feel it sometimes there's there's a ceiling that you hit sometimes um, and then the imposter syndrome sets in. It's like, what am I really doing and am I making an impact? But I've really recognized the hard work that people in the city put in and I'm so down to come out and support because I, I realize like what it takes to put yourself out there. But it's always really rewarding when you do meet other people and other creatives and you're just able to share your your common problems or your same sentiments and just re- like, you know, you can resonate with the, the small town struggles of a of a it's a sorry. The the struggles that come in like a, a smaller city can be beneficial and kind of hard to get over um because yeah like it might be easier to break into the lethbridge scene but you can also sometimes feel like there's not room to progress so i think we have to keep challenging each other in the city and you know promote like promoting growth within the communities and the groups and the people that we work with because i definitely want the city to keep moving forward and striving forward um but it definitely takes people like wanting to show up and and i hope people can recognize like how much talent and um, just creativity is here in the city. It's, it's alive and well, and, you know, being able to keep that going forward for hopefully the future. It's always the goal. But. Yeah. I, that's a big point with the pros and cons mm-hmm. of small city and stuff. And um, I want to ask you uh, for those who are new to, to Lebridge, you know, like myself, even uh, people who are in the creative space, and they want to connect with like-minded individuals like yourself. Um, is there like a like a hub, places 
events you would recommend for easier access to networking and connecting? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of places that come to mind. Um, really, I got my start in the creative community, like just by going out to different shows. Um, it, it, it unfortunately for me, like maybe some of the younger crowd, um, I think a lot of the music happens in the bar and pub scene here. But we have a lot of public performances too. So even just you know going out um, around downtown, the Casa, Sag, the Owl, those are definitely places that have always rung true for me and that I'm super down to come out and support. There's always something going around in Lethbridge, little house shows or whatever. It's a big goal of mine, um, myself, while I'm kind of here finishing my degree at the university to create a bit more of a hub. Um, I felt like after I moved out of high school, there was nowhere for adults to go and just dance and practice their skills so i would love to see a bit more of like a dance community that's open and supportive of of people who want to just practice um and same for the film community i know there's people who are doing their own things but i would love to have a studio where people can come in and set up and record a podcast if they wanted to and we need spaces like those that are accessible um but I also understand, yeah, you need the, the people in the space to operate them. So. And willing to come forward as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think just get involved where you can. Um, and I'll always support my local downtown. I'm always around here. I like to stay busy and check out the events. There's lots of stuff going on to meet people. So, And you enjoy spending your free time cooking, exploring, and creating just about anything. Is that where the, the next uh, project is coming from, the cooking show? Want to tell me more a little bit about that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for the cooking yeah. show. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of do everything with my best friend, Sedona. Like, we're two peas in a pod right now. Um, bless her heart and soul. She's, like, stuck with me through all the crazy film projects. Um, she's done a couple of her own projects now. And so it's super cool that we get to co-create this little cooking show now because her and I also really like we're big foodies we love cooking and creating and all that stuff so the goal of this cooking show is to actually make a musical cooking show okay. basically where we're coming up with challenges or um you know kind of like goals to create recipes but also while we're creating these um these recipes and for the cooking show we also want to produce music yeah. for it so it's it's kind of cooking up a little bit of everything in the kitchen with some music some food some film get to have some fun challenges and hopefully interview a few people on there too have yeah. some feature guests so absolutely that sounds that sounds dope i like that yeah uh how do you enjoy your free time in Lidbridge? my free time I don't I don't give myself a lot of free time to be honest with you. Um I I like to fill my time with as many creative projects as I can. Um I work a lot as well on the, like part-time jobs on the side and uh going to school. So you full-time student as well, right? Yeah, wow. yeah. Um but I like to just go to the gym or walk around um in the coolies. Those are kind of like my my moments of peace. And then getting away and traveling when whenever I can, hopping on a plane tomorrow. So that's that's hopefully some free time coming up. But great stuff. And yeah. lastly, I want to ask you, um, what are you excited about the most in terms of your industry here in Lidbridge? Um, my industry in terms here in Lethbridge, I think, 
I'm most excited to see kind of what the future will offer us because after the last couple of years, all of the amazing um, productions that have come to Southern Alberta has given kind of a new revitalization to this area and this land. Um, so I hope that, you know, we can keep progressing and just seeing more of Southern Alberta, Canadian artists, Lethbridge artists on the big screen and helping promote um, other future youth. I, I am really excited. I know I'm kind of like in this transitionary period where I'm starting to see a lot of these young um, kids kind of take in the, the lead and take the reins. So I'm really excited to see all of the upcoming youth and um, the projects that they will produce and, you know, hopefully giving them space and support and grace to help them produce and create more for the future as well. So Absolutely. I'm excited as well and I'm optimistic. Good stuff. Demi, thank you so much for your time and we appreciate you and good luck with everything. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. A massive thanks to every single one of you for tuning in once again and be on the lookout for our next episode. Peace.